Underwood. Thin Ice! <laughs> to smoke some weed and shut up. My God. Oh, I thought for sure. There it is. Boom! Yes! Atlanta Basketball Podcast, episode 202, uh, Sunday, February 25th, I believe, 2024. I want to do an intro where I just sit there for 10 seconds and not say anything. but You can't do it. I think I've done it before, honestly. I remember doing it at least once, but whatever. Um, yeah, uh, episode 202, I said that already. Uh, armchairlina.com, you can check that out. Uh, all, the, all, all the articles. Jesus, that's a lot of A's I just said there. All the articles. <laughs> Uh, you can check out their stuff over there, so that's that's good. Yeah, you can check out the Twitter as well on on uh, on there and uh, some of their stuff. A lot of stuff that we retweet on the podcasting out, so you can check that out. Uh, Illinois played a game yesterday, and it was a uh, you know a, a bounce back victory. I think is is what I would define it as. Yeah, it was a good win. Um, I, I I people were complaining about the defense a little bit, but. Uh, I think they held Iowa to like 39% shooting in the second half or less than that. So uh, stepped up late when it needed to and closed out a game, which they haven't done. And they closed it out with uh, different guys on the court. I'm starting to wonder if people maybe it's not exclusive to Illini fans, but I'm starting to wonder if people think that the other team isn't there to play basketball as well. <laughs> You, you can't always control what you're doing defensively because I think it's unique to a team like Iowa that has that many guys that can score. Yeah. Like, I thought Illinois in the second half defensively was really good. Forced yeah. them into some difficult shots. They finally started to miss some shots. I mean, I know the numbers are like, hey, you give 85 points, but 21 free throw makes for Iowa and 19 points in the final 10 minutes. So – I don't think you can ask for that much more. I thought the defense was fine. Yeah, I thought I thought it was fine. I I missed the first two minutes of this game, then I was kind of on and off <clears throat> watching like the for the next like ten minutes. So I missed uh, you know Coleman Hawkins kind of going off to start the game, but I still made him my player of the game. So uh, you went with an interesting one. We'll talk about that. Uh, Coleman Hawkins, 30 minutes, 9 for 11, 3 for 5 from 3, 9 for 11 from the line, 30 points, career high, 2 rebounds, not great. 5 assists, great. 5 steals, great. 5 turnovers, not great. I think the turnover thing, though, like there was a couple early bad ones, um, but the turnovers that he was having, is was like, oh, he's making threes anyway because he made a couple threes and then turned yeah. it over and then got a steal. It was just a – Yeah, he had one game. One lazy pass late in the game. Um, he had the one kind of over the head pass to Dane Danger, and Dane just wasn't ready for it. And then the other one was a push off, so offensive foul counts as a turnover. So, I but I mean, this is the most efficient game Coleman's had at Illinois. Uh, he needed a bounce back, back game after just being brutal at Penn State. He said in the post game, quote, I had to delete some apps, get off social media and try to limit who I talk to, not making any excuses for myself and be a man, man up and on to the next one. A lot of people were saying whatever they had to say. Curious how they would have responded if they were me. <laughs> um, 
Underwood asked if anybody fact checked the fact that he deleted his apps and got off social medias since, you know, Brad doesn't do that stuff. So, uh, Underwood said they had a great, uh, uh, get real conversation. And he said, I'm, I'm really happy with him. I love his response. I'm not sure a year or two ago, how his response would have been. He practiced great when the mind is right and the mental approach is right. It was not at Penn State. It simply was not, and he knows that. I couldn't be more happier. I thought Coleman was fantastic today. Uh, Brad is has kind of turned it into like the guys weren't even ready at Penn State. He knew beforehand. I feel like Brad does that every game. But yeah, uh, Coleman Hawkins is shooting thirty nine point seven percent from three now. Yeah, so pretty good. Watch out. We're right. We're right there. If he goes. I think it's Minnesota and shoots like uh what two for four, he'll probably be above definitely be above 40. Yeah. I didn't think we'd we'll ever see it. that. We'll take it. Hey, he's an elite shooter. Brad's been telling us that since he was a freshman. So I mean, sometimes it takes guys a while to figure it out. And uh yeah. he's got nine, nine more three point makes this season and sixteen fewer attempts as opposed to last season. It's so really good. He had that, that sweet and one where it probably wasn't a foul. I don't know how he got that. It was ball. weird, yeah. I don't know how that ball went in, but it did. So. Yeah. Uh, my pick is uh, Nico Moretti. Uh, I didn't think that I would ever pick him for a player <laughs> of the game in February, but here we are. And you know what? I don't think either of us was ever wrong about Nico, um, but I think some of the minutes he's gotten you know, at Michigan – and a couple other games early in December before he got hurt. I thought yeah. those are good to give him the minutes. And guess what? I mean, a guy like this, I think in the right situations, you can you can use him and, and it, it can work. Um, I think part of why we were concerned early in the season is defensively. But guess what? This team right. defensively is not very good to begin with, like in a lot of different games this season they haven't been. Uh, no matter how many, like I thought the last two Saturday games, defensively they've been good. And they gave up 80 plus in both games. Yeah. And they, I mean, this game, they, they were fighting through screens. They went away from the five away switching a lot. And Brad even mentioned how Nico, you know, his defense was what was worrying. And, you know, he fought through screens. He, you know, fought over screens and him and Harmon both. I mean, you really noticed it in those two guys, how they were getting through screens, um, not Olaying people, <laughs> Ty Rogers, uh, but yeah, Nico was Nico was a huge pop. Seventeen minutes, yeah, two for three from the field, two for two from three. Made both three shot look really good. hundred uh, percent from three this year. Yeah, three for four from the free throw line. Uh, nine points, two rebounds, one assist, one turnover. I feel like the way that he can dribble uh, and make screens against him ineffective, and the the vision, the court vision, like you can see. If he sticks around, yeah, like you, yeah. you got a point guard for a while, and yeah, and I think the the big play um, when they were pressing late in the game is Nico was able to see a hole and just drive, you know, drive from full court to half court, and there's not a lot of guys on Illinois that have that ability, especially handling the ball, so. Uh, it, it was a big pickup, and I thought it was great that when Brad did the five change lineup, he did the five in, five out. I know people are either for that or against it, doing it this late in the season. 
Hinkle would be one of those who hated it, apparently. It's one of those moves where if he does it and they lose, everyone's like, what the hell? And then if yeah. he does it and they win, it's like, great move. I was fine with it either way because at some point, you got to kick somebody in the ass. And yeah. it worked because look you at the way they the look at the way they attacked like. the glass in the second half. Yeah. Shannon it, had to put back on the free throw miss. Yeah. But I, I thought it was great that, that Iowa decided to press against those guys. And so you got to see a Harmon Nico backcourt against the press that worked out pretty well. I mean, Illinois got a lot of open layups out of that. Uh, Hansberry was in during that time. And I think I'm you know. ready to say that Nico can be a 10 plus minute guy the rest of the season and it can work. Yeah. Because I, like, I, if he's going to make shots. Sure. And if he's playing defense and, and I question the fact that he was playing defense against other whites, but you know, well, he was. It I mean, was against Dix, and Dix was terrible. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, I, I'm not. I don't think we were wrong about Nico, but no. there is something to the fact that like he's been practicing for a while now. Right. Uh, everybody knows the ability is there, yeah. and I don't know if you can fully say he's ready to like. He's not ready to be a starter or anything, but no. Um, I he thought yesterday was. Very encouraging. Yeah, and I think and it was for the whole Both itch. games, you know, every game he's played, you know, he had 12 minutes against Eastern Illinois, 13 minutes against uh, Valpo, 13 against Southern before he got hurt, then six against Michigan in the uh, the first game. The second game doesn't even count because it was just garbage time minutes because they beat him by 100. Yeah. And then 17, he's shown stuff in every single game. And another thing is, like, he has, uh, he has two turnovers in – in the last 24 minutes he's played, he only has one assist, but I think that's a good stat. Uh, he had, you know, multiple turnovers in two of his first three games that he played. Um, but I think you can fit him in. And I think having him out there with like Shannon and some of the other guys that start, I think is very good as well. Yeah. I don't know if I love Shannon being stuck in a corner when he's out there, but I, I mean, you got to take, take what it is when he's on the court. I mean, he's, he's your point guard. So, uh, Underwood had a couple things to say. He said, "Quote: Nico hasn't made a basket in a month. I, I think he's probably played two minutes in the past month. But uh, you can tell Nico is a coach's kid. He has never asked what asked me what he needs to do to play more. He just shows up and works hard every day. I guarantee you, he didn't know he was going to play 17 minutes today, but he was ready. Um, he also said, "Quote: He's really fast. My concerns with Nico are never on the offensive end." They have always been defensive, but I kept him in because of what he was doing on the defensive end. He got over every ball screen. He didn't foul. We all know he might weigh a buck 70 soaking wet. He has the ability to break down a defense. He was great and not afraid and not afraid to take a couple threes when he was open. So high praise for Nico. Uh, we'll get to the comments. Bergie, what's going on? Bootsilla, what's up? Uh, David says, Hey guys, at spring training in Venice. So I won't be able to comment today. Thanks for stopping by and listening, David. Uh, Bootzilla says, Iowa was like in the mid 30s shooting percentage in the second half. Not sure what the exact number was, but defense was better. Yeah, I think they were like 39% from two, 25% from three in the second half. So add that together and divide it. They did have a seven point lead with 12 minutes left. Yeah. I, I told you we were cooked at that point. Yeah, you were wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. And I'll, I'll be, I love being wrong. So, 
Uh, David said, but we can't have another Penny State episode this season and still be considered a contender. Yeah, I mean, Illinois scheduled down the, like these last four games. They're, four I mean, no. You think four no? Nope. What what's your realistic prediction of what Illinois does down the stretch? Three, three and one. Three and one. I think two and two. But nope. Carl, what's going on? Long time uh no see. David says, do we expect David said I can't comment, and then he has three things already. Uh, do we expect to see any more line change substitution when things get worse for starters? No. I don't know. So were they were the starters that bad? I mean, they went 0 for 5 from 3. It was brutal. Um, and then they did they give up some offensive rebounds and then Brad just had enough. Is that what it was? Well, they weren't attacking the glass. Yeah, they were not. Get Sean, a rebound, fellas. Jeez. Sean, what's going on? Bootsilla says as soon as they showed Brad pissed with his arms crossed at the start of the second half, I knew he was getting ready for something drastic. There's Hinkle. Uh, Hinkle says, I hated that they had to do it. I get this team isn't Houston, but you never question their energy or intensity. I expect more bite on the defensive end with so much to play for. My thing is, like, I mean, yeah, Dane got some extra run this game, but besides Nico, it, it it's not like he put in guys that he's not playing. Uh, he made a comment that he, Hansberry would be playing 20 minutes a game if he wasn't hurt. So I don't feel like it, it was over do the you guys played these guys. Do you guys realize how sick this offense is? <laughs> Illinois. Somebody was complaining about the offense again today. Illinois has scored 80-plus points in every game since the Indiana game where they were awful. Yeah. Like – that's got it, and dating back like since the new year, okay, they have scored 80 plus points in every game except for four. So they scored 96 against Northwestern, 78 against Purdue, 71 against Michigan State, 67 against Maryland. That's not good. Then they turned it back up, took it back up a notch, 88 against Michigan, 86 against Rutgers, 91 against Northwestern, 70 against Indiana. Then since that Indiana game, 87 against Ohio State, 87 against Nebraska, 80 against Michigan State, and they didn't score for like eight minutes, uh, 97 against Michigan, 85 against Maryland, 89 against Penn State, 95 against Iowa. So, like, are people still going to complain about the offense? Because I feel like it's the best part of this team by a mile. Yeah. And yeah, if, yeah. if they we don't – thought miss, it was going to be the defense is what's crazy, though. I if will they say don't – it's true. <laughs> If they don't miss, you know, a bunch of open threes early second half, they score 100 plus pretty easily in this game. Yeah. Like they they scored 95 points in a game where Shannon made four shots and Damask made two shots. And Shannon made two free throws. Yeah, Bootsill said they scored 95 like it was nothing yesterday. Some of our fans take this offense for granted. Some of our fans are just the stupidest people <laughs> on the planet. Chi Zhang says the offense efficiency is higher than the 2005 offense, which I find hard to believe, but it's pretty crazy. Yeah, right now the 05 offense is 122.3. This offense is 123.7. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, Chi Zhang also says Nico was more aggressive in breaking the press, loved to mask, but he brings up 
brings the ball up slower, inviting doubles and traps. I agree. I you can't have that from also this this year's defense is uh minus eleven in efficiency from the 05 defense. So that's not it's really the difference there. Yeah. Uh Jay says the defense played better yesterday, made Iowa make tough shots. That's all you can ask for. The if they go in, you just tip your cap. Cap tip, sir. I, I threw a shot at Warner in my I, halftime report. I, I heard it. Uh, Big time. Yeah, and that's why, I mean, they shot, what, 65% in the first half, you guys said? It, it, the way, the shots they were making, they they were good shots. So They got a bunch of guys that can score in the mid-range, like a bunch of them. Sanford, Dix, Perkins. Yeah. Perkins is Perkins is already like it. The way that Perkins plays is such an NBA style where if he gets somebody on his hip, he's just going to, like, shoot it and move his arms around and get the call like it's yeah. such an nba way to play which i guess it's you know works in the big 10 which we're going to get to some free throw stuff later in the episode that's going to show that the big 10 might be screwed in the tournament again uh and by the way this high knees guy it's his antics are great he's not a good ref gosh he was so bad i feel like he's been bad the whole time we just get it you know intrigued by the way he moves yeah around. i agree like, and like i said he just he he just inserts himself into games he just wants to that's a ref really with a, a ref with a it's not his Twitter page, but a, a Twitter page about him is not a good sign. <laughs> not, no, it's not good when when people know who you are. All right. That's that's what they say about refs. You don't know the good ones. But yeah, I, and it wasn't just Illinois. It was it was both sides. Uh, I'm not saying that Illinois got, you know, better calls or worse calls. Um, it was just atrocious. I think 11 of 13 points in this second half late second half we're all from the line or early like middle of the second half so eric what's going on uh bergy says illinois two two and two for the rest of the year that's where i'm at i so, will take minnesota and purdue as wins and wisconsin iowa's losses i'm fine with that eric when says, your home games i hope the offense can get them to the sweet 16 uh check it out it says maybe t did i miss something I feel confident in the offense's ability to actually make shots in the tournament, unlike the offenses we've seen the last few years in the tournament. Yeah, there's a bunch of like I think Damask is going to be fine. I think Shannon will make shots. Hawkins will make shots. Uh, I think Goody will make some threes. Quincy has been been on that stage before, I believe. I think they made the tournament one year while he was at Syracuse. I didn't might have to fact check that, but uh, you know. Hansbury, I think he's going to play a role, which I'm very excited to see how they use Hansbury with Merez next year. I don't know how much of a role Merez is going to play when he comes in, but Hansbury was playing the four yesterday. He's playing the five yesterday. Yeah, um, he looked good. He does a lot of the right things. I think some of the beat writers were talking about how you can tell he's super vocal defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's great. I think we're also looking at this team right now and thinking, like, who from this team is going to transfer? Like, some people are going to be like, oh, DGL. But, like, yeah, I think they got a pretty decent core for next year. For a team that's going to lose, like, all their good, quote, good, you know, important players, like, they, yeah. their core next year I think will be pretty good. They'll just be young. So that's why you're going to bring in transfers. Yeah. Um, rest of the starters, Terrence Shannon, uh, 34 minutes, 12 points, 4 for 10, 2 for 7 from 3, 2 for 2 from the line, 3, three rebounds, 3 assists. He didn't have any turnovers, but he was – I don't want to know, say he was shut down, but he airballed some threes. He looked, he just looked a little off yesterday, but uh, he, yeah, he uh, 
catch and shoot corner threes for Shannon have been pretty good lately. He yeah. made one early, and then the air ball that Dane and a caught. Great pass to Dane. Yeah, uh, it, you know he's he's been on an absolute heater, so he was going to come down at some point. I'd rather he come down a little bit in this game rather than the Wisconsin game next week. Yeah, I agree. Um, Ty played 15 minutes. Uh, he wore his T-shirt the last 12. I think he knew he wasn't getting back in. Uh, one for three, two points, three rebounds, three assists, no turnovers for him. Um, I struggled this game uh, defensively. I I didn't think he was good. He has this thing where he just kind of lets guys, like he gets on the side of guys and lets them get to the lane easily. And I don't understand that. Um, for one of the guys that we thought was one of the better defenders. His offense was, was good in this game. He was bad yesterday. One All three re- all three rebounds were offensive rebounds. Yeah. Three assists. True. I'll take it. That's true. Um, though, yeah, got to clean it up. But if he's only playing 15 minutes, I'm not too concerned about his defense not being very good. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of those Iowa gu- uh, guys are harder guards for him because, like, Perkins, you know, the way he plays, you're going to get fouls called on you. And, uh, you know, whatever. I don't know. The Iowa just has everybody on that team can score. So yeah. it's tough. They do. Uh, Quincy, 19 minutes, nine points, four of nine from the field, one for five from three. Uh, he hasn't taken five threes in forever, but they were wide open too. The guys just couldn't make threes, it seemed like, in stretches. Uh, three rebounds for him, one steal, one turnover. I think Brad's probably most upset about um, the rebounds from Terrence Shannon, Ty, and Quincy. Uh, they weren't crashing the boards very well. Apparently, uh, Brad got in Shannon's face. For not rebounding, so they didn't have one during the game. So, uh, but you know, the bench stepped up, bench won them the game. Brad said, uh, he was asked if he had planned on going this deep, if this was what he was going to do. He said, No. Um, he said, quote, I don't go in with a plan, I go in to win. That seems, yeah, there you go, like something. Um, check it out. Says Brad has to work with the guys that we have. Maybe this is the only formula we have to win 90% offense and defense stops here and there. Uh, do you think that, you know, running these guys a little bit less minutes and putting in the bench help too with legs? And I know Brad doesn't worry about people wearing out, but. Sure, yeah. I don't sure. know. I'm trying to run some stats. Not even listening to me. All right. Uh Eric says my guy DGL didn't get play yesterday. Do we know why? He uh, can't shoot. Eagle says the lack of physicality. Uh, the big is allowed to play in the conference games is going to kill them. Potential for some big DGL minutes. Yeah, I don't know why DGL didn't get to run with these guys. I mean, changing five in, five out. Um, his mom already made a comment on Twitter about Brad sending the message. Let Nico go. I mean, DGL played like eight minutes against Penn State. Yeah. Give Nico a chance. I and mean, Nico Brad doesn't really... have a plan, okay? What, what, Nico, I mean, what do you want from him? Nico is a better passer and and shooter than DGL right now. Look at the numbers. Nico shooting 100% from three. What's DGL shooting? <laughs> Nico's shot looks great. Like, it does look good. He doesn't do that flailing legs thing like Curbelo does. Yeah, and his like Gene just tell like his form at the free throw line, like the the wrist. Let the little Italian kid go. Yeah, let him let him go. 
Chazang says they are trying to work through their in-game tightness. I'd rather them get tight now and figure it out compared to Plummer. Still love the guy, but it happens in the 2022 in 2022 in the Big Ten tourney and tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Bench scored 34. Need to stay healthy. Yes, this bench should go deep. Nico does have a good shot. Eric agrees. All right. Other guys off the bench. Harmon, 19 minutes, three for three. He was perfect from the line, six of six. 12 points. Didn't take a three in this game either. He didn't take one in the last game. Didn't take one in this game. Uh, four rebounds. Four seems low because he seemed like he was all over the glass. He seemed to do a lot of the Ty Rogers type role yeah. in this Tip, game. Tipping. Um, he had yeah. one where he almost you know dunked it back down, got fouled on that one. He had one that went right off of his hands to Coleman for a, yep. for, a for a putback. Yep. Uh, and then he was he was mad at himself for not grabbing it. So you got to love that. Um, he had an assist and no turnovers. Uh, Brad sat him for 14 minutes to start the game. Uh, looked like it worked. Brad said, "Quote: I was pretty upset with Justin after the game at Penn State. He gave up five back cuts and just mistakes. Especially when you spend a ton of time on it, you can't have mistakes. That bit." That bench is pretty good motivator sometimes. Our bench won us the game. Uh, yeah, he wasn't afraid to put anybody there today, yesterday, one day. So, yep. Uh, but, yeah, I thought, Harmon, this was a great game. I mean, efficient from the line, uh, you know, found his spots and and played great defense, too. Him and Nico, their defense was really good late game. Uh, Goody, 10 minutes, one for three. They were all threes, three points, two rebounds, one assist, zero turnovers. Had one in and out from three, I think, as well. Yeah. So, 38%, I think, is what I just saw. I think the 2022 team with Plummer shot a better percentage from three than this team, but I feel like this team has more guys that I trust to make them. It's probably because the 2022 team was pretty much Frazier, Grandison, Freshman Goody and Plummer from three. And then this year's team, you have Harmon who can make him. Coleman's shooting way better than he did back then. Yeah. Goody is is shooting better and is, you know, getting a lot more up. And then you obviously have the Shannon element plus Damask has seemed to be shooting it a little bit better. He had a couple that were close. He went one for four, but he had a couple that should have gone in. You also have Hansberry that's not afraid to take a three. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe Damask is shooting 26% from three. That really sucks. But it's, yeah. It's and bad. Quincy, Quincy's shooting 35%. So, yeah. <laughs> Nico shooting 100. 100%. I love Amani, it. Amani's shooting, 20, Amani's shooting 25% now. Is that better than Damask? Two for eight. What would you say yeah. Damask was? Damask 26. So Okay. Nice try. He's also <laughs> made 25 more threes. I understand that. Do you? Uh, yeah. Chisang says we win every game. Harmon gets 10 points. That should be the goal every game now. Uh, upside down smiley face. It's true. They've done that this year. Yeah. Uh, he loves to jump in the air and then figure out who to pass to too much. Which one? Everybody. Everybody does that, I feel, on this team. Uh, Jay says DGL just needs to let the game come to him. Dude gets way too aggressive and forces bad shots. Not a great plan if you're not getting many minutes as it is. That's a very good point. Um, he comes in and he feels like he's got to get his shots off. Um, and yeah, this this team's too much of a team 
to have somebody do that. Uh, well, Hinkles, I mean, what? 291st in assists per field goals made, but not much of a team they are. Wow. Hinkle <laughs> uh, says Ty's aggression got him benched when he bit on the Dick's head fake. Nico stunningly poised and disciplined in those spots. Ty yeah, seems to fall for too many of those. It, it was there were two guys there too. It, it was Coleman there too. They both fell for it. Like remember my my Penn State breakdown. I got it right here. Yeah. With the I remember looking. Let's see here. Rogers falling for a head fake. Where's it at? <laughs> Rogers falls for pump fake. Open three for Hicks to get it down to five. That was with a minute fifty left. So he did it there too. Hicks and Dicks getting all over him. Yep. Uh, Eric says, compared to last year's team, the three-point shooting this year is so much better. I mean, yeah, last year was last year was thirty point eight percent. This year, thirty four point five, and four percent increase is a lot more than you'd think. Is it? This is only going to be like the third best three-point shooting team by percentage, unless they get way better than Brad's had here. Like, it's not great. this year, 35.9 and 22, and then 37.2 and 21. But you look at the 21 team, Grandison shot it well, and DeMonte was like 54%. So, yeah, that'll that'll do something to the numbers numbers a bit. But obviously, Brad's best teams have been teams that can shoot it from three. The 22 team was a four seed, and the 21 team was a, a one seed. Brad has not been afraid to say that he wished they would shoot more. So, they missed a billion open threes in this game and shot 37%. Yeah. Like they 0 for 5 to start the second half. Those were all open looks. Yeah, wide open. So bad. And yeah, I get that Iowa's not good defensively, but they've been doing this to everybody. They scored 79 at Tennessee. They scored 78 at Purdue without Shannon. Like any good opponent they've played, and you know, emphasis on like good being a team that's going to be in the tournament or close to it. Like they've scored a ton of points against those teams. Yeah. Uh, danger 14 minutes, probably the most he's had in a, in a while. Uh, three for seven, missed just four, just bunnies. Uh, oh, for three from the line, six points, eight rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block, zero turnovers for Dane. Uh, Underwood was very high on Dane after the game, uh, said it multiple times how good he was and how proud he was of him. Um, and he said, quote, I thought Dane and Amani did great. Eight rebounds for Dane and just missed some bunnies. So His first – Dane's first few minutes were awful. <laughs> then when he came back in, he figured it out. But the first couple minutes that he played, it was terrible. And they had – they put him in with Coleman on the court earlier. Yeah, right? and then, I mean, and then they, played he, a, they played the length a lot. But Coleman threw that pass to him, and he yeah, that's wasn't right. even ready. Got to be ready. <laughs> Got to be ready. I said something on Twitter like, can Dane effing pay attention if he's going to play? He was so bad in those first couple minutes. We figured it out, played pretty well. Yeah. Brad yeah. Brad loves the eight rebounds, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Even though, you know, some of those are your own misses. To- he runs the floor, too, pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought Dane played well. He played aggressive. Um, I didn't hate it. He, they they were posting him up, getting him the ball. I was kind of shocked when Hansberry came in. They immediately posted him up. To get him a touch, they usually don't even do that with Dane. So, but Hansberry, 13 minutes, two for five. Uh, he did take a three, missed it, four points, four rebounds, one assist, turnover for him. 
Um, like I said, Underwood said that if he wasn't injured earlier, he'd be running 20 plus minutes a game. I don't, nobody know believes that, true, but whatever. But, um, he did say, quote, he has an extremely high IQ. I don't know how to describe it. He's just nasty, gritty, and fiery. He's the greatest trash talker we've had here since IO. He's just that kid, and it's every day and every play. But yeah, I thought Hansberry was really good in this game. I think we'll see. A little bit more of him, though. So. Uh, Chizang says this team actually tries to get better, better shots for each other. Last year's team had guys gunning for themselves. I bet last year's team had a higher assist per field goal made than this year. Um, Eric says this team is too unselfish at times, and I think it hurts them at times. 46.8% uh, assist per field goals made last year, 45.3 this year, so. What do you gotta say now? Yeah, I'm kind of surprised by that. Uh, I think the big reason why was uh, Epps had an 11.9 percent assist rate. Sky Clark, when he was here, 15.3. Sincere, 11.2. Coleman, 17.2. Shannon, 17.7. So I don't know why this year's team doesn't have that. I guess <laughs> it's probably because uh, Shannon is down to 13.1. Well, I, the highest. I think a big part of it is because when Illinois whips the ball around, um, they don't they they go to the basket more often. And once you put it on the ground, you can't get an assist off that, right? Right. So sure, yeah. I don't know. How, I, mean, I don't even know how it works. It's my thoughts. Uh Chizang said they actually brought out the old Bill Self high low, big to big with Coleman and Dane. Yeah, we, we were supposed to see that earlier in the year, and Brad decided to finally do it. Uh, check it out. It's just so hard to win if the team over relies on threes. Looks like we are going to only go as far as a hot streak of three-pointers. I completely disagree yeah. with that, but, you know, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, they this team is 30, this They're 34th in the country in two-point percentage, and their three-point attempts – uh, per field goal attempts, 39.6%, is so 121st. So they don't – like the teams that really rely on threes are, you know, like BYU, Indiana State, Chattanooga, Creighton. Creighton, yeah. Yeah, so I don't think Illinois relies on threes as much as people think. Like three-point uh, – percentage of total points, points distribution, three-pointers are uh, – they're 175th in that stat. So 30.6% of their points are from threes, 49.2% are from twos, and 20.1% are from free throws. So numbers. Yeah, those are numbers. Uh, other notes and quotes. Uh, it's only point three. Three-pointers, percentage, point distribution. It's only point three higher than the D1 average. Oh. Uh. Wow. Pretty normal. They don't Seems rely so. on threes as much as people think. Yeah. Carl knows. Ask Carl. Carl would want them to shoot more, I'm sure. Uh, you Carled me the other day. Who did you say needed to shoot more threes? Purdue. Purdue? <laughs> uh, yeah. 49% from the field, 10 for 27 from three for 37%. You'll take that every game. Uh, 23 for 30 from line for 77%. 23 free throws. Uh, out rebounded. Uh, Iowa 38-32. Any other notes? Because I got some quotes. Um, Illinois uh, also 
shot uh or didn't shoot uh uh 16 turnovers nope 16 assists in this game yeah uh, that makes for 31 assists in the past two games after having just nine against Maryland That's so again uh and they had 17 assists against Michigan the game for that so they're starting to get more assists I think maybe early in the season the assist numbers weren't quite as high uh, but I think the offense in terms of ball movement really started to to whip the ball around even more when Shannon was gone. I mean, you look at that Northwestern game yeah. uh, when they won by 30. So, yeah. Uh, Zhang says, I'd rather have the chance to make threes than depend on every two going in like Indiana does right now. You don't – I don't wish anybody – I don't wish that upon anybody having to have a team that plays like Indiana. Uh, Carl says, I liked it when Coleman drives to the rim – since his shooting percentage outside isn't as high on the road. Uh, he was terrible going to the rim against Penn State. He was better this game, but there were still times that it, it worried me. But that shot, that he, he, he took a shot instead of burning shot clock, which he's lucky he made it. Yeah. Uh, check it out. Uh, says, my bad. Glad to hear about the threes. Well, there you go. <laughs> so that's yeah. how you do it, Jeffrey. You paying attention? Did check it out. Ever message you on Twitter? I don't even look. Probably, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. All right. Well, check it out. Let, let me know if you messaged Ethan or just message me directly and I'll take care of you. Uh, Underwood's post game started with a uh, quote. I like this team a lot. And I use the word team in all caps. Today was an unbelievable team victory. It was not easy. Iowa's playing great. Fran is as good as an offensive coach in the country. Um, he was asked about the line change and uh, Underwood said, quote, I had seen enough of that group. Their butt needed to hit the bench. They needed to understand it was unacceptable. Uh, do you think that he ran the other guys too long or do you think that it was the right amount of time? People were questioning that also. Well, I think he's really hammering the message home when he decides to have it after the meeting. I mean, he out. clearly told everybody that, you know, your ass is getting on benched if you suck. So I'm glad that he held to that. So um, he said, quote, it's not rocket science what we do. Uh, tough twos and don't let them get extra shots. I felt like Iowa had more than 11 offensive rebounds this game. but They I, I also okay made... 26 twos. But 51% from two is not, you know, great. They are a mid-range team. I thought uh Freeman had like 15 rebounds, but so they were 50 they were 51% from two. Their season number is 53.9, so they held them under that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was asked about the Penn State game and, you know, if that was a motivator. And he said, quote, we didn't even talk about the Penn State game. We didn't even grade it out. More about the mental approach and our ability to guard. That was just a fluke. It happens and we flushed it. Fluke game, guys. Yeah. I don't know. Like, do people, do people realize, like, the really quick turnaround from Penn State where you have to go, you have to travel back. Yeah. You only have a couple days. You yeah, got to get right. ready for Iowa. Brad actually said something about Coleman about how that was probably good for him that he didn't have to dwell on the Penn State game and could just get back to playing. So exactly. I was the one thousandth win in program history. I think Brad said that there's only like five teams that have done that. So 
Um, and then Brad joins Lou Henson as the only other Illini coach with five straight 21 seasons. Time to fire him, I guess. There are certain morons in this fan base, and I got tweeted by one last night saying such basically like it's sweet 16 or bust for Brad this year or something, which is like, come on, like, let's think about something for a second. Can we, can we, can we all think about something for a second? <laughs> I guess we're, I guess you're going to make us. Would you rather build the consistency and keep winning 20 plus game and just keep getting to the tournament? Would you rather bring in a guy who's been yes. to the sweet 16 before just to have a chance to like, Oh, maybe we can, he got another team to this uh, passes, you know, to the second weekend. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, more chances always make it a better chance of you moving farther. It's, it's mathematics. Right? It's very yeah. simple. Yeah. Um, Underwood said, quote, I think it's really hard to do in this league. I don't want anyone to take it for granted. It speaks volumes to a lot of people. I love consistency. I have never been here to try to have a great team. I have been here to try to have a great program and try to withstand, withstand that through the course of time with the best league in the country. I think it, should be the norm here. You can win national championships here. That's the expectation. Get five more. Why stop? He says. Good. Hey, I at? love that. I like, I love that. It's, you know, he's like, I'm trying to build a consistent program, which Illinois hasn't had in uh, two decades. <laughs> oh, so, and, and yeah, it wasn't say, that consistent uh, for that long. So, yeah, late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, so um, I will take 20 wins every year rather than what we used to have. But. Trying to find Brad's. Uh, so he's got 134 wins right now, which is sixth. He's 14 away from Craig Ruby, who is 1923 and 1936. We've already been over Harry Combs in this podcast before, so we don't have to get into him again. Good coach. <laughs> He's second all the time. But uh, I would say uh, give it like, uh, what, 60, 76? Give it like four more good seasons and he'll be past Weber. And he's only, I mean, the thing about Weber is Weber was here from 04 to 2012, and the first few years he got a ton of wins because he was Bill Self's team. So the fact that, you know, Brad's, Two more seasons of Brad will have as many seasons as Weber with less wins. Probably tells you that, yeah, he had to build something. He had to, you know, inherit a terrible situation. Yeah. Uh, Carl said he just ran the numbers on the Iowa game. We score 1.17 per, per two-point shot and 1.11 for each three-point shot. So it's too many threes on that basis. Okay. I didn't know Carl knew how to say that. Too many threes. Uh, Chi Zhang, most people would be happy. Happily, most people would happily take the publicity, holy cow, of a consistent program. It's a positive feedback loop helping recruiting. I agree. Uh, Bootzilla, we had that with Weber. Got to a couple of Sweet 16s and then never got back. Granted, we almost won the title in one of those years. Weber was doing it with Bill Self's team. The Weber didn't team. build that himself. I agree. That's the thing with Brad. Brad has built this himself. Mm -hmm. From the ground up. Uh, Eric says, let Brad do his thing. The Sweet 16 will happen eventually. It's got to, right? It's a numbers game. 
Uh, I guess everyone wants John Gross to return. Schlagboy says. Let me find the tweet from this moron we last night. Be thankful to have Brad says check it out. And Eric says, who does everyone want to replace Brad? That is the million dollar question. I don't know what, I don't understand what people want. We're not even going to entertain that. Um, some, some people, uh, you know, have Brad on thin ice. So this Tyler, there's Tyler Nelson zero. You know, what a loser moron this guy is. At Tyler one Nelson, go follow him, guys. He's got great stuff. He's definitely not a fucking idiot. Uh, he said something about which this year is Sweet 16 or move on. I said, seriously? Jesus. And then he said, how much more time does he need? The Big Ten's overrated. He's top 10 paid. This is one of those, you idiots who just completely – oh, you always have to bring up, oh, he's a top 10 paid uh, coach. Guy. Yeah, guess what? Number one, it's not your fucking money. Number two, I don't know what I was going to say for number two. <laughs> so – it's not your money, number one. Number two, he's a Big Ten basketball coach who has, what, 21, 22, 22, three straight NCAA tournament appearances, about to be four. He's got a six, 660 win percentage of the Big Ten over the last four years or whatever. Like, it's stupid. Uh, I responded to that and said, uh. And then he was also spewing some stuff. Like, you guys are scarred by the gross years. Expectations are too low for what is acceptable. Weber made a sweet 16 and a, uh, I guess. These people don't realize that Weber did it with uh, with Self's guys. So whatever. We'll just pretend like that didn't happen. That's fine. I mean, I like Bruce Weber a lot, and I thought he was a good coach, but come on. Can we get real for once, please? Um, all right. What else is in the comments here? Yeah. He's a brick-by-brick brick guy, not, uh, you know. That's how it's done. Hinkle knows. Brad building into a winning program. Weber didn't. Yeah, like people who reference, oh, Weber got to a Sweet 16 in a Final Four. Oh, oh, oh. He did it with Self's guys. What happened the minute Self's guys were not there? They were fine. They were good, but they weren't even close to that level. And there were some good players that Weber got here. You know, I, I always liked, you know, Brandon Paul, DJ Richardson, Dimitri McKamey. Like, those were good players, but come on, folks. It's not the same thing. It's, it's, it's ridiculous to think otherwise. So... I don't get the like we all like Bruce Weber, but we don't need to be referencing like oh Weber Final Four. Stupid. What else? Uh it sounded like it was probably a really good rant. So I this is bad. It was not good. <laughs> Carl says last year we shot too many threes. Most games, about 75% of the time, Purdue did two last season. So my thing is normally that we shoot too many threes, not that we need to shoot more threes. Not this year. Shooting just enough. Exactly. Anyways, is, oh. Everybody always brings up his contract. So fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Top 10 <sighs> paid coach. He's got to make a sweet 16. Like, yeah, I don't know. You win a Big Ten regular season. You win a Big Ten tournament. You're consistently in the tournament. Illinois fans should be elated, and I don't get it. The state of Illinois is full of a bunch of morons, so I can't be surprised their arguments are this stupid. Uh, okay. Uh, all right, next game. Who are they playing? No. Uh, Illinois, <laughs> Minnesota. Minnesota plays tonight, so some of these numbers are going to change. But uh, Illinois is ranked 12th, but that will be different by Wednesday. I would say they're probably going to go back to 15th. 
they're 20 and seven, maybe even worse. Could be like 16 or 17. Wouldn't be that surprised. Uh, 20 and seven, 11 and five in the Big Ten. Big win yesterday to kind of separate a little bit more, get another game or or keep pace at least ahead of Northwestern Wisconsin. Uh, Minnesota 17 and nine, eight and seven in the Big Ten. This game's Wednesday night, eight o'clock, Big Ten Network. Watch party, uh, 40% chance. Could go up. We'll see. Uh, I gotta, Minnesota. I got to work, but I'll, I should be able to make eight o'clock. But we'll, you know, 40% chance. We'll see. It could go up. Yeah, 40%. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. 40% is a very good line right now. Yep. Uh, they play Nebraska tonight. Like I said, uh, the Gophers had the worst non conference strength schedule in the Big Ten, uh, or else they'd probably be in the bubble right now. They had losses to Missouri that they, they completely blew that Missouri game in December, and they lost to San Francisco as well. Uh, they've won five of seven after losing four in a row. Finally, some real growth for Ben Johnson uh, at Minnesota. I'm sure he'll stick around this season. They needed a year like this to, to stick around because they've been pretty, pretty bad uh, since firing uh, Richard Patino, who lost to Air Force yesterday, I think. Yeah. Really yeah. bad. Not good for the uh, Mountain West. Uh, they have wins over Nebraska, Michigan State, and Maryland this year, uh, and they are very good at passing the basketball. We'll get to that. Uh, the projected lineup, they have uh, guard Elijah Hawkins, point guard, 5'11", 165, junior, Howard transfer, averages nine points, three rebounds, and seven assists. He had 24 points against Ohio State. Uh, then they have guard Mike Mitchell, junior, 6'2", 185, junior, Pepperdine, 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 Sahith Tagala uh, went there. Uh, transferred 10 points per game, 39.6% from three. They got guard Cam Christie, of course, his brother Max played at Michigan State. And uh, is on the Lakers now, I believe. Uh, 6'6, 190 freshman, 11 points per game, shoots at 42.1% from three. Struggled okay. though against Ohio State. So we'll see how he does tonight, which they beat Nebraska, but they have to go to Nebraska tonight. So it's a little bit of a different animal there. Uh, at the four, Pharrell Payne, 6'9, 255 sophomore, averages 10 points, six rebounds per game, 62% from the field, 21 points, 11 boards in the game against Rutgers earlier this month. And then Dawson Garcia, 6'11", 230, obviously played a little bit at Marquette, played a little bit at North Carolina, I believe. Uh, and then now he's here, uh, second year here. 17 points, six rebounds, two assists. Uh, had 22 and 90 against Ohio State. Had 24 against Purdue on February 15th when they were up seven at Purdue at the half and then lost in the second half. So this is a scrappy, solid team. Yeah, they they got guys that can shoot. Um, Payne's playing a lot better than he was you know, starting the season. Uh, plays with a lot of aggression, grabs a lot of boards. So uh, I think it's going to be an, a good match for Illinois. Uh, Ken Palm numbers. Don't tell that to Carl. Uh, Ken Palm numbers. Uh, Illinois fourth in offensive efficiency, 123.4. Minnesota 63rd, 113.9. Adjusted defense, uh, Illinois is 57th, 100.2. And Minnesota's 82nd, 101.3. Two-point percentage, Minnesota 34th, uh, or Illinois 34th, 54.6. Minnesota 27th, 55.2. Three-point percentage, Illinois 144, uh, 34.5%. Minnesota 73rd, 35.9%. Free-throw percentage, Illinois 92nd in the country, 74%. Minnesota 298th in the country, 68.8%. Assists per field goals made, Illinois 291st at 45.3%. And... Minnesota's first at 67.8. So they passed the basketball. And uh, D1 experience, Illinois is 12th at 3.06 years, and Minnesota's 165th at 191.1 years. So Minnesota better two-point percentage and three-point percentage. Yeah. Probably because they move the ball a lot. And they have an undersized point guard who gets a ton of assists. 
Yeah, and Elijah Hawkins averaging seven and a half a game. Pretty good. Players to watch. Players to watch. Get this show on the road, Ethan says. Uh, I'm going with Ty Rogers. Uh, can't, coming off a bad game. Uh, we'll see how much run he gets in this game when he played 17 minutes, 15 minutes or something. Um, so I uh, need him to step up defensively again um, against some pretty good guards on Minnesota. And then I'm going with uh, Dawson Garcia, Minnesota's leading scorer. I think this might be a pretty good matchup for Coleman. Um, kind of lanky, tall guy, just like him, that can shoot the ball. So uh, we'll see how Hawkins can do. But again, that means that Garrier is going to have to guard Payne, which I don't know how well I feel about that. So. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm going to Monty you Chansberry. You don't even know what I said. Yeah, something about guarding, Gary A. guarding Garcia, not good. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, Hansbury is my guy for the Illini, and then I'm going Cam Christie, Minnesota. Hansbury, like, how many minutes is he going to get? We'll see. Be curious to see how him and Dane are, uh, you know, looked at or whatever minutes-wise. I don't know. And then Cam Christie. Got to make life difficult. Don't let him shoot the three the way he does. It's that simple. Predictions. <clears throat> uh, predictions. I'm going with uh, Illinois winning this one, 86-73. I think it'll be a double-digit win. At home makes me feel a lot better. I'm glad that they, they aren't going on to the barn to play Minnesota this year. Um, yeah, Illinois takes, takes care of business. 88-78. 88-78. I think Illinois wins by 10. They win by 10 quite often. Uh, Eric has Illini 87, Minnesota 79. Arl says, who guards Dawson Garcia? I just told you. Um, Hinkle says, Dennis Gates' extension last year makes him a top 15 earner. Mizzou is 0-14 in, con- in conference play. You said Gary A. guarding Payne. Got it. I, I was listening. <laughs> Thank you. Did you just say the Dennis Gates thing? Yeah, I did. Is it just me, or is it completely insane that Dennis Gates got an extension for winning one tournament game last year? Yeah. They lost to a 15 seed in the second round. Yeah. Like it, Not great. If you're just going to try to strike gold in the transfer portal every year, I guess. I mean, you look at last year's team, like that was a lot of Quanzo guys. Kobe Brown. Uh yeah. uh uh what's his face? The other guy? Uh-huh. Yeah. So I don't know, man. That's ugh. it definitely wasn't a lot of Quanzo guys. But there were a couple Quanzo guys. There's some Quanzo guys. Might have only actually been one Quanzo guy, but whatever, still. I think only one one Quanzo guy. Either way, it was the best player on the team was a Quan. Like that team, I don't think Missouri is 0-14 in the SEC bad, but they're like 1-13 in the SEC bad. They haven't won since December 30th. They should have won a game, huh? Yeah. I don't know why we have that that you know, <clears throat> predictions thing still up. Um I don't know. You can click buttons too. Hinkle says, "Quick court storming take before you wrap it up. Let him do it. Celebrate them all." No. Uh, did Flip initiate the contact? I don't. It looked like he was. I don't give a shit about any of this. Uh, it looked like I he was walking me. 
I don't even like core storming anyway. I just think it's like know, yeah. reserved for certain. Like Wake, Wake Forest was two and a half point favorite, and they have twenty wins. They're gonna make the tournament. Like it's, it's so gotten it's gotten Creighton a little extreme. What we, what we storm the court for a fifteenth ranked team storming the court earlier this week. Like what 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 are we doing? Yeah, have some respect for your program. God, you know? it's embarrassing. Um, no, let them have fun. Yeah, whatever. If you, I mean, if you want to have fun, go somewhere else. Jeez. I think that I think that there's a, a basis out there that I believe that you know you you give them 30 seconds to get off the court. I don't know why Duke is down four in Filipowski. I mean, you know it's coming. Go over to your side of the bench, like Filipowski's another hateable white from Duke. So yeah. shocker. So I don't know. Keep storming them. I don't care. Don't hurt anybody. ACC doesn't fine for a storm court. If you're ranked, you shouldn't storm the court. Unless you're like the bottom of your conference and you beat a top ranked team, or if you're like a, like, I don't know. It's it's stupid. Angle says nothing worse than a bad court storm. Have some self respect. I mean, yeah, do it with elegance. You know. Like Wake Forest was a favorite, and they're going to be in the tournament. Like, give me a break! And they they didn't beat the most elite Duke team either. Like, this Duke team is good, but they're not that good. Yeah, that that is a weird court storm to me. So, I mean, Duke is very good, but they're not like this. Isn't like a juggernaut Duke team that you know it's such a big like Wake Forest. Wake Forest is the twentieth ranked team in the country on Ken Palm right now. Like, they're very very good. So, yeah. I hate it. I'm glad you didn't get to pick them as your upset since it wasn't an upset. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked them anyway. Nice try. Kalen Clark almost got hurt a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, both of them initiated contact. Let's not lie. Uh, Cheezang says that one guy celebrating the team's first win court storm was great, though. More of that. All right, around the Big Ten we go. Yeah, Indiana's terrible. Uh, they're <laughs> two and eight in their last ten. Six and ten, the Big Ten. Uh, they were two and zero. Oh, they were two and zero oh in the Big Ten to start the season. Uh, four. That'd be four and ten. Their last fourteen Big Ten games, they can't shoot. They can't score. Uh, they're just a complete disaster in, in a lot of ways. They have zero depth. They had uh, eleven bench points yesterday. They were two for fifteen from three. Uh, you know. They just stink. It's uh, sucks for them, you know. Sad. Bootsilla picked St. John's over Creighton. Good work. Yeah, great. Uh, Minnesota, Nebraska tonight. As I said earlier, what was your upset pick? Five thirty. Uh, it wasn't. I I didn't get it right. I know that. I don't remember what it was. Um, yeah. Michigan State, Ohio State's coming up, coming up in a few minutes from now, on uh, CBS. Purdue's up seven with a minute 40 to go at Michigan. They're uh, only up seven? Yeah. Michigan's yeah, playing hard, you know. You just tweeted out that they sucked before this podcast. I said they're very bad, but Jawan has them playing hard. Oh, I guess I just read the very bad part. Give props to Jawan. I mean, I think a lot of teams would have completely given up with how bad they are, but hey, they're playing hard. Rutgers is falling apart. Rutgers, in terms of offenses, Rutgers might be the worst Big Ten offense I've seen in a while. 
So Carl says the game's over. It is over, yeah. But Michigan, you know. Hey, Illinois pretty much dominated Michigan start to finish in both games this year. So whatever. Whatever. Also, Illinois went into Ohio State and won. What did Purdue do? Yeah, that's what I thought. Do uh, do Yeah, I did. Uh, this conference also, I think we all know, has a very serious officiating problem and a style problem, and it's probably going to lead to more failure in the tournament again. I mean, you look at you know the last three years in the tournament; it's pretty much one team goes far and nobody else does. And last year it was what Maryland got to the second round, lost to Alabama. Uh, Michigan State did too, right? Michigan State got to the Sweet 16, lost to Kansas yeah. State. Purdue lost, lost the first round. Illinois lost in the first round. Northwestern got in the second round, lost to UCLA. Uh, Indiana got in the second round, lost to Miami. Penn State got in the second round, lost to Texas. Iowa lost in the first round to Auburn. So one team getting to the Sweet 16 last year, uh, simply not good enough. Um, so I think – the way that NCAA tournament games are officiated is going to hurt the Big Ten again. And look no further than the top three teams in the Big Ten, the Big 12, and the Big East and their free throw point distribution percentage. So this is basically how what percentage are you, are, of your points are you getting from free throws. In the Big Ten, Purdue, 21.5%. That's 58th in the country. That's pretty good in terms of, you know, they get a lot of points from free throws. Uh, which isn't a surprise if you watch them. Illinois, 20.1%. That's 122nd in the country. Wisconsin, 21%. That's 74th. So that's three teams in the top 125 in three free throw point distribution. Look at the Big 12. Houston, 17.7, 249th. Iowa State, 19.4. That's 158th. And then Kansas, 17.6. That's 258th. So that's way lower. Uh, and then the Big East, UConn, 18.3, that's 216th. Marquette, 14%, that's 356th. And Creighton, 14.3%, that's 352nd. That's pretty much all you need to know right there. There's Big Ten teams getting a lot of points from free throws. And the games are not going to be called that way in the tournament, I don't think, because they really haven't been before. Yeah. Like, there's been bad calls, obviously, but they're not – completely taking the flow out of a game, which is what happens in the Big Ten constantly. And it happened yesterday. Both teams with a double bonus with like seven and a half minutes to go. Iowa had a bunch of free throw attempts in the first eight minutes of the second half. It's just – that's just what happens. And uh, it's going to hurt. I mean, look at the Big East. Like, the numbers aren't even close. <laughs> no. It's brutal. That's crazy. Uh, I did, I did uh, cherry pick some of those numbers, though, because I could have used the SEC, but <laughs> – Auburn's like way up there in this number, so I didn't want to do that. Yeah, good work. Yep. Uh, Butzel says FAU's falling apart. Well, is FAU on the bubble? No. Cheezing uh, says Brad repping the conference yesterday, though lying through his teeth, saying the big is the best. He says it every time. Uh, he better get a clue. He better get a cut of the Big Ten Network profits. Uh, Illinois needs to win all remaining games to have a prayer at a share. Yeah, I don't think Illinois has a chance, but you never know. Uh, Butzilla says completely agree on big refereeing. Constantly hurts the conference come tourney time. Yeah, it's going to happen again, folks. Be ready. Michigan should have shot way more threes since they shot 43% from deep today. They seem to make a lot of threes late when they're like 
not really in a game, but close to it. Yeah. And and then yeah, now they just yeah, they're yeah, it's over. FAU, FAU does have an Arizona win. As of Monday, as of Monday, according to Bowertology, yeah, FAU is right there, seven seed. Uh, this is a loss at Memphis. Memphis is not as good as they should be. But, yeah, FAU definitely should be better than they've been. Yeah. Uh, Hayden said he missed the pot. Is Nico Moretti our savior? That's that's big words, but. Uh, sure, why not? Played really good this game. I hope that he can keep it up. I mean, he he's going to have a bad game, and you guys are going to say, why, why is he playing? Because that's what Illinois fans do, right? Uh, Bootsilla says, I think they'll make it, but they aren't going to be a high seed. I think FAU's probably going to end up being like a 9 or 10. Yeah. Similar to last year, which is a big missed opportunity. But it's tough having to go to a different conference. Yeah. No matter what the conference is. but uh, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. As always, we want to thank Alamo Steakhouse and Saloon at 700 East Broadway Avenue in Mattoon, Illinois. You can find them online at www.alamo-steakhouse.com. Uh, February specials are coming to an end. Uh, Sunday, eight-ounce prime rib with a glass of wine for $26. They are closed on Mondays. You can go in Tuesday and get a fried shrimp po', po boy. Uh, if you guys would like to be a sponsor uh, for our episodes or our watch parties, uh, please reach out to us on Twitter or email us at Illini basketball podcast at gmail.com. As always, don't forget to like subscribe, share comment, leave us a one-star review. We appreciate y'all. Um, thanks for coming out and hanging out with us. Carl. Thank you. Bootzilla. Thanks. Chi Zhang, Eric. Appreciate you guys. Yep. And that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. I don't know when we're going to do another one. Uh, uh, I'm gonna be leaving Friday, so yeah, it's tough. We can do it Thursday. I don't have pool. I'm done with pool league, so I can probably do it Thursday. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, see so everybody th Wednesday, maybe for watch party. We'll see. Forty percent chance, maybe forty-two percent. We'll say forty-four percent. Forty-four percent right now. That sounds uh, like yeah, and we'll uh we'll be back either then or Thursday. Uh, see everybody next time. Goodbye.